What a week, what a week, honey. Here we are back again. It is Wednesday. Welcome back to Two Saved Queens. I am one of your co-hosts, Miss Malachi, and I also have Miss Devereaux with me. How are you, honey? Hey, hey, girl. What's the tea, honey? How are you? <laughs> oh, this is the energy I need. I love this energy just picking me up, giving me life, because I'm going to not lie to you. This weekend was a lot. What happened, girl? What's the tea? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll get to the news, because I think just off the news, it was a lot for a lot of us. Uh, but for me, I just, um, you know, I, I did a bit of reading this weekend as a way to kind of avoid the news mm-hmm. um, and take a step back from that. Mm-hmm. So I was reading a book, which actually ended up being a little depressing, too. It's called um, Severance. It's by Ling Ma. Um, it's about a um, disease that comes from China and turns <laughs> us into zombies. So you, you was reading some <laughs> pandemic tea, girl. Some zombie <laughs> pandemic so tea. Maybe not the best. Type not of the light best reading. choice. <laughs> no. That's not light but reading, honey. No, not during this really time. It really wasn't. It really wasn't. But while I was reading that, I got a little text on my phone from my sister, mm-hmm. um, and I had I had missed a couple other of the texts from her. So I literally was like nine texts, and one was like all I saw was like he got it, he took it out of the room, and I was like, oh lord. So for the last couple of weeks, my sister has been inundated with I'm not gonna say inundated, but she's been attacked. <laughs> by mice appearing in her apartment and i have to say my sister um this is not common this is not something that happens very often at most i think she would see a mice once a year and that is really good because she got some nasty ass neighbors i've been there i've seen her neighbors they keep trashing their apartments they're those type of black people um sorry anyway they're those type of people um but this has been happening for quite a bit Mm -hmm. and um, you know, background. My sister has not one, but two cats. So one of those cats is this beautiful calico cat, like just beautiful cat that's so friendly and affectionate. It literally turned my opinion around on cats. It was the first cat she got to originally deal with this mice problem because she felt a little bad about just putting down traps and things like that. Um, so she got this beautiful cat. Why would cat she feel bad about that? Why would she feel well, bad? Well, because it's technically not, I mean, first of all, sometimes they get out of it. Like they literally will oh. like break off their legs. So it's like, it just gets messy and it's like, it doesn't always work too. Um, cause sometimes it, it just doesn't catch them. So while just having a cat, the presence of a cat and like the smell of a cat will deter mice more often. So she got this beautiful cat. But this bitch don't do no work. She don't do nothing. Like, she literally got this cat, and a mouse came in, and the cat looked at the mouse and continued do- doing her sunbathing. <gasps> so <laughs> No, she didn't. That's a lazy hoe right there. It's a lazy hoe. Yeah. So she got a second cat, which partly, I don't think she just got it for mice. She got a second cat because there was this cat that was, like, up for adoption because they couldn't keep it, and she's she's a she's a bleeding heart. She's a, she's a sweetheart. And it can keep, so the, got, and keep the lazy cat company, too. You <laughs> she should have got, got rid of this that first but she's so pretty and so sweet but the bitch is not she's not she ain't doing her goddamn job the bitch won't (laughs) catch no mice so she got this second cat and this one is his black cat and he's that bitch he lived on the street for a bit he's that dude he after he came bitch he started showing up with mice for her he's like oh no don't worry i got you mama i'm gonna take care of this problem So, of course, she sends me this video. And, of course, I'm like, bitch, why are you sending me videos? (laughs) Like, I don't know what's on this video. So, you said, and I had taken a minute to not watch it. Finally, like, as you know, I don't like always watching videos. And finally, I was like, okay, let me watch this video. And I see this cat with a 
bigger than normal, I would say, Miles, batting it around and hearing my sister screaming. Bigger than, was it a rat, uh, bitch? It wasn't a rat. It wasn't a rat, oh, but it was not shit. no tiny mouse. Like, it wasn't a tiny mouse, I will say okay, that. Okay, okay. Uh, but he, he got it, and, like, my sister then, like, video chatted me, so then she's taking me out with her on this journey to try and... Because basically, cats like to play with mice. They don't necessarily kill them right away. Okay. So he was playing with him, and then he would let him go. And basically, he let him go, and he went into the bathroom. Oh, my god. So gosh. my sister then calls me. So we're video chatting to go to this bathroom and find this mouse. And a part of me is like, bitch, why are you taking me on this nightmare journey with you? Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I don't live near my sister, so at least I could be for- there for her emotionally. So I was like, suck it up, bitch. You're not even there with her. Like, the least she could do is be on <laughs> video with her. And she tries to find this mouse because i couldn't do it i hate like i will always take bugs and like i will even take a no mice. no I, no roaches roaches no, honey can get I in your always... bed get in your food oh my god oh, no okay roaches. okay if you're taking it there yes but I actually if you're t- i still i mean but then could you oh my god i almost got sick like could you imagine like a mouse in your like oh my god i can't even do it it's like, oh. for me, mice and rodents are, like, my worst fear. And, like, I was trying to understand why this keeps happening to her. And I think it is partly those nasty-ass neighbors. Does she live and near a restaurant, though, or no? She doesn't, but she's okay. just nasty neighbors. And I think they're, like, everyone's at home. Everyone's cooking more. Everyone's eating at home more. So, yes. of course, if you can have more food around, it would draw them out. And then I didn't send her the article because I felt like that'd be stupid. Oh, much. about that new virus, <laughs> bitch from no. the, from the mice. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I didn't even think about the yeah. Vi- there's some new new rat virus or mouse virus from <laughs> Hong Kong. It's like the next the next pandemic. I don't know if it's the next pandemic no! or what, bitch. But yeah, I was. It's called was hantavirus, it. and we it's have it. We what? hantavirus, I believe. I think we have it already in the U.S. Anyway, so but yeah. I was just going to send her that article, I think it was in the New York Times, about the CDC warning about a more aggressive rats because oh, of yeah. all the restaurants being closed, that now a lot of rats are looking for food. So be careful about more aggressive... And I think that might be it too. Like, they're looking for food because there's no more rat. People aren't out barbecuing. There's less food out in the world. So right. I got to go inside and get my meal. Ratatouille got to go to somebody's house to cook. Well, let me tell you my my story. So, you remember from you know we've known each other a long time. We went to college together. Yeah. We're old yeah. Judy's, right? And you know I was a real <laughs> dainty girl back in my college. Oh yeah, day. you still are. You still. I are, mean, anyway. but back then though, I was like oh. real prissy, dainty <laughs> type of girl, right? So, but the summer um, before senior year, I got an internship in New York, right? And so. It wasn't one of those fancy like finance internships where they were making all this money, but it was a cute little internship. And um, so I actually ended up contacting a family friend or my mom did rather who owned a bunch of apartments in the Bronx. And we don't know any, you know, we didn't know we'd only been in Manhattan. Like I'd only been in Manhattan. I'd never even been to any other boroughs in New York except to get to and from the airport. So at the time, like the Bronx had meant nothing to me. Right. So I, um, so we, you know, this family friend rents us out her, one of her apartments that she leaves vacant, um, just for her own personal use. She rented out to, to me for like $800 a month. So it was such a good deal. It was a huge one bedroom apartment, a uh, huge living room, big kitchen, big bedroom. Like it was a huge apartment. It was actually a really beautiful apartment, but it, it was in like kind of an immigrant gentrifying 
kind of still hood community. I don't know. It was crazy. Mm. And it was a little walk to the subway too. So that's neither here nor there. But like, okay, my, my family actually spent the first night with me in the apartment. We all slept in the apartment. It was huge. And then they got up and packed up and drove off the next day after moving me in. So, mm. you know, I'm in there on that second day by myself. And I just start hearing all these like little pitter patter and little fee, <sighs> bitch. It's more oh, than one mouse bitch. in there. It was like at least two. And so you got to think I'm like a dainty bitch. Like I'm a dainty <laughs> suburban hoe. Like I don't know shit about rodents. I mean, I was in the suburbs mostly like throughout most of my life and like i don't know shit about any of this so i was like okay what the fuck do i do like i don't know what to do should i call the landlord but she's like running to this to me really cheap is is a favor what do i do so Mm. i went and got some traps and laid some traps down myself like a real grown-ass bitch and (laughs) laid (laughs) and laid those traps down and and caught all those mice like and just threw those bitches out one by one in plastic bags those dead bitches in 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 the trash yes i did like like a real bitch i was proud of myself see i'm not that girl because i i I forgot that i didn't fit so my sister lost his mouse like she never like the cat let it go and then i guess in the bathroom like she saw it hide behind the toilet and then couldn't find it afterwards and then like she literally was picking up her cat and putting it in there and i was like well maybe there's some like opening with the pipes that it got through and that's where it went like so it's gone oh. so, so she's got to lay some traps down now but i mean I, but it's time to lay tra- some traps down it really but is. even for me i mean she, she's done that in the past but even for me like i just think like i even hate the part about disposing it because i'm just like oh and what if I they're did not it. dead yet i did like, it girl they, one of them dead? wasn't dead one of them oh. was not dead <laughs> So I sprayed, I, a girl, I don't, I, you know what? I don't want to get, what did pe- you do? Just spray some like Lysol on it? I don't want to get Peter, I don't want to get Peter on, on us, but you know, cause those girls don't play, but, um, but yeah, I did something to make sure it was dead and then threw that bitch out. I did. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I'm not I living don't. with no goddamn mice though. Fuck Peter. I'm not, like, but it would just be so. I just can't stand, and like I can't even understand. Like I had a fr- uh, one of one of someone we know was thinking about getting a rat as a pet, and I was Bitch, just like, "What?" And I was so I've always been attracted to this person, and I was just like, "I don't even think I know you anymore." Oh, like, oh, are you oh, fucking serious? Like, you're gonna get a fucking a, a dirty rodent? Like, I don't oh even think gosh. I want to be friends with you anymore. <laughs> that is super late. That's and, like, like I super get it. Like rats are supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to be smart and all this and that, and like I guess there's times when. I think they can. I can kind of see it, but I'm just like. Even Harry Potter had that tea. Remember that rat was that terrible ass wizard who like had killed. Was the reason why Harry lost his parents? Like fuck rats, fuck mice, fuck, rats fuck all the rodents, mice, all of that shit. Fuck it all. Like oh, man. I don't want nothing to do with no rodents. Period. That's part of the reason. Like I'm not. I don't. You know. When I think of well. <laughs> The, excluding the recent pandemic is also part of the reason like I'm not rushing to go to New York but the way New Yorkers have to deal with rats and how they oh, yeah, it feels girl. like every day you, like I can't I hate having to go to New York and go down those steps and I yeah. just I always look like I always look and I see them and I'm just like and now that that's a rat like, girl those bitches those are real rats in the subway I remember bitch. one time yeah I was bitch. I was on a platform on one side and I was looking on the other side and a big ass rat Mm-mm. was going up Mm-mm. it was in Harlem Mm-mm. it was going up the stairs on the other Mm-mm. side 
and I wanted to scream so that any so that anyone who was coming down the other side would like not walk down. Cause you could you imagine like you step on a fucking rat as you wa- are coming down the subway I can't stairs? Do this. Okay, we have to move on. We have to move on. Okay, I cannot okay. do this right now. I can't do this. Cause I still think about that picture of that rat tearing that pizza down the steps, and I'm like, that's oh, too much. Yeah. Like if you're taking a whole New York pizza, that's too much. You know what? But you know what city has a lot of rats too though? Because I live there also in DC. DC has a lot of rats on the street too. Yeah, but not more than New York. I mean, obviously no, New York, but I there's so many just, people. But yeah, def. I would say I've seen more rats in New York over time. But like for the size of DC, I've definitely seen a lot of rats in the street. I wonder like, why that is. In Chicago, I've seen rats in the street in Chicago too. Well, I feel like it's. But then that then, then does not just get into like big cities. Yeah, definitely big rats. Big oh. cities, big rats for sure. So what's <sighs> the tea, girl? What's the news? Yeah. Is it the good news and bad news? Oh well, there's a lot of bad news. I okay. mean, we found we had to dig deep for some good news. Yeah, we, we really did. Dig. We found some uh, though. We did. We, find, did. we found some good news. I, I would even say this first news story is bad news, but I think it ended in a really great way. It did. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, PTO. Praise <laughs> the Lord, girl. She'll do it. Won't she do it? it Amen. Um, so this first story is actually takes place in New York. Um, it relates to a Karen. Uh, her real name is Miss Amy Cooper. Um, and her behavior in Central Park, specifically the Bramble area, which I guess is a nice part of Central Park, which I haven't been to, but you know, I haven't been to lots of parts of Central Park. Okay. Yeah, nice... me neither. I've only been, I usually am like on the Southern part of Central Park. I usually don't go that far North in the Central Park, but I heard there's some really nice areas. Like just one of my friends was just telling yeah. me, yeah, there's some really nice areas of the Northern part of Central Park. So apparently this is a nice area to do some bird watching where a wonderful, quite handsome. Oh my God. Yeah. Very sexy black man. Sexy black, black gay man. man. Yes. Yeah, sexy black, black gay man. Gay man um, named Christian Cooper. No fucking relation to this Amy Cooper. Make that clear. Um, who is, if you don't know, a white woman, if you haven't missed that story. Um, he was Girl, there. these bitches know that girl is white. <laughs> they know that hell is white. Fuck her. And they know. Keep going. So he was there doing some bird walk. I mean, I'm like, bird, like, all y'all other bitches out there at pools and being doing parties and breaking quarantine. This man went on a nice solitary bird watching expedition. He's apparently like big in his like bird watching group, like up there in this like like they even put out a statement for him. So anyway, he's out there living his wonderful black gay life and he notices this dog off leash, which is illegal. Right. At, at this area, in this area of Central Park where he was, you're not supposed to have, I don't know if it's like scares the birds or what, but you're not supposed to have your dog off Easter. Yeah, I think it does scare the birds, I read. Which so makes like, sense. That's, yeah. So it was illegal. Um, and so he politely tells this woman, um, you know, um, could you put your dog on leash? And she doesn't. and Or even tells her another place she could go. And she's like, oh, no, I can't take him there. Da, da, makes other excuses. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Um, and he, what he does, he actually has treats that he sometimes uses because he found, he found out that when he offered, would offer people's dogs a treat, they would then put the leash on them because, you know, stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he tries to be like, Hey, well, I have a treat, you know, um, like, could you please really do this for the dog? Um, she still doesn't do it. Um, at this point, I don't know if it's at this point, she may, um, he maybe then has to break out the camera because she starts, um, basically feeling agitated and he's like, you know, basically she then goes into her full white womanness and is like, you know, I'm feeling threatened. Um, 
and like you know I need to call the police. So she then goes to call the police. Mm, of course, of course, <laughs> of course. Call, just and, like a white bitch, and okay. and goes for to nothing. say and goes to say that like an African American man is threatening me and threatening my dog. While she's doing this, she's then now choking the dog because the dog is just trying to live his dog life as well or live his own life, and she's now choking this dog very obviously, which a lot of people got more upset about that piece. Which I'm like, come on, y'all. This oh, the white people probably, the white of people. course, got more upset um, about. The dog than the black human. And what, okay, and what this man does is, you know, he starts recording this reaction because basically he starts overreacting. Because I, I don't think he was actually even like really threat. He's basically just being very firm that I really think, you know, you should not be, you know, have your dog off leash. And she really all was completely like went into full victimhood. And despite him not approaching her at all, because basically what happened was he had taken out the camera. I, th- I think I remember now. He had taken out the camera. And when she saw that he was recording, that's when she really, you know, Full, went into full Karen mode because she's like, oh my God, now I'm feeling... Th-. And he's like, I'm not stepping towards you. Because she basically was like, stop recording, stop recording. Makes her call to the police where she basically then threatens... <laughs> like, I'm like, bitch, he has a camera right there. But cool, tell the police that... who Tell the police that um he's um threatening you and that you're, of course, start starting to cry and all that bullshit. She does all the theatrics, crying, um, you know. And by the way, the police do come after the fact because what we only see is like the video of him because after she makes her call and everything, he stops the video and... It seems like at some point she does kind of put him on leash and they kind of separate. Um, but well, he told that bitch to call the police. He told her, call mm. the police, call them. Yeah. And mm. I think uh, I keep thinking like what I would because a part of me is like, cause let's be clear. She just threatened to murder him. Like that's basically what she did. Um, yeah. Like she put out this whole apology about verbatim. I'm not racist. I did not mean to harm that man in any way. Bitch, you're a fucking liar. Okay, the minute you as a white, especially a white person, but especially a white woman, call the cops on a black man in New York City, let alone anywhere else in New York City, you're trying to commit murder. Like, oh yeah, especially because what she's trying, she kept enunciating that he was an African American man. He's an African American man, and she did the theatrics and said he was threatening her. He didn't threaten that bitch once, right? Did not and move she toward just her. Playing it up, didn't even move toward her. Did nothing. Said nothing threatening to her other than. Please put your dog on a leash, right? So, and I think there's just, there's just something about the fact that, like, this man, he, you know, he co-chaired Glad. For those of you who don't know, Glad is like the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. So they do a lot of work around looking at rep- representation and depictions of LGBT people in the media. So he's been working with them in the '80s. Um, he's written right now. He writes for like a biomedical company, but in the past, he's written for like Marvel Comics. Wrote the first gay character for Star Trek. Um, again, we talked about how fine he looks. Like a fine, you go. Girl, you threatening a fine. You trying to take away a good fine man? How hard he's it is to find a is good fun. man? He's yeah, black girl. daddy. Look is fuck. He's so fine. Try and track down on Instagram. Chris Cooper, um, Christian Cooper, or Chris <laughs> Cooper. Both. Um, but also this part about how, like, you know, he was also a political act. Like he has started this pack called I love it. It's called No More uh, Reptiles, which is called No More Republicans Toying with Your Life, um, basically to fight Republicans who were suppressing LGBT positive legislation. So she just almost took this wonderful person out of the world. Like, so I don't fucking care. So th- this is when this turns into good news. She lost her job. She was at an yes. asset management company called a uh, Franklin Templeton Frank- Investment. Templeton. It's a huge Sorry, one. It's a huge Franklin Franklin Templeton. Company. So she lost her job. They did a whole little like, oh, we're reviewing this, and then they were like, okay, she's gone. Thanks, Blacks. You can stop calling us. Um, so she lost her job. She she lost the dog. 
But apparently, I, even, I thought it was like she recently adopted this dog. She's had this dog for two years. <laughs> oh, I, th- I, think, oh shit. I don't think it was recent. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure. Recent? I don't think. I, I, let me, I should try and double check. But I think she's had the dog for like not recent. And they, but a lot of those um, adoption places, they do put in their contracts that they, it's not like, you know, if you do something that they think is inappropriate, are they, you know, for the dog's welfare, they will take that dog back. So she lost her dog. Yes. And she's a pariah. And I almost think that's still not enough. That bitch should be in jail. Like, I think it's she not should enough. be locked up. Like, Lock her up. Lock her up. What they say about Hillary Clinton? Lock that bitch up. Lock this bitch up. Right? Because you know. we know where, because we, so many times, we know where these things generally go, gen, the way they generally end. Um, and ultimately, they end. And with she knew loss it. Of life. And she knew it. She knew it. She knew and it. She every knew Karen it. does. Every Karen does. Yes. Um, and I think that could lead us into, I mean, there's the other stuff yeah, that happened some, where it, it did like more yeah. actual, more real bad news. Like, I mean, this yeah, is this bad. is bad news. This is bad news. A black man in his forties named George Floyd of Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, was pinned down by his neck, uh, by an officer in Minneapolis and, uh, in a similar style to New York's Eric Garner, yelling, I can't breathe. And in the course mm. of not being able to breathe, he actually passed away. Mm. Um, so the officers actually killed him. And so the four officers involved, they've been terminated by the Minneapolis P- Police Department and mm. the FBI is investigating. So that's that's at least the good news part of it. But still, on camera, they have in real time the Minneapolis PD murdering this black man yelling i can't breathe it's just like deja vu it's like 2014 all over again but in minneapolis rather than in new york and now, now it was you, traumatic it was now traumatic. you watched the video i did and i didn't know before i watched the video i guess i didn't know that he was gonna die in the video i just knew that he you know that the police had that they were basically had their hit pinned down by his neck uh with yeah. his knee or with his leg but i it, yeah was, i did with, not know he was gonna knee. die it was with his knee uh, and so, but that was really traumatic to watch because you have like you have a black man observing it in real time, like recounting and narrating it in real time, like you just killed him, you just killed that man, you just killed him. So, and so I was wondering. Was, um, that's what I was wondering because I didn't watch the video because by the time it was going around, it was clear that like this man died, and I was just like, already I was I just beyond the mouse incident i had already had a bit of a rough weekend between some other stories we'll be getting to don't um, watch that shit so, like don't watch it because I, I mean you know the story don't watch I, it you don't need right to. i know and i think and there's some stuff that like i took out from reading about it where i was like the fact so you could hear because it seemed like there were bystanders there were people filming and there were people even saying i think he's like he's dying like i think that's like yes. even saying why don't you put him in the back of the car like they're literally yes. bystanders saying like you are killing him and they did not stop yeah, there was at least one officers. or two. There was one or two women who were prominent who were saying, "You know, you're killing him, putting in the put him in the car." You know, and there was one man who was very prominent who was narrating it, narrating it in real time, even when he went out and when he passed away. Like, and that might be the most traumatic part of it is the man's narration. Oh. It it really stuck with me. I mean, oh. it, it, and I watched it last night before bed. So oh, girl, you man. can't do it before bed. Yeah, oh. but I didn't really know what you I was getting you into. You didn't know how. That. And I think it's worth saying, I'm not sure of the race. Of, uh, the Well, 
the one race of one of the officers, the one who had his knee into this man's neck, who was, like, white. Face down, was white, but there was He's an Asian American officer who was standing right next to him, who I assume was his partner, but at least was one of the officers at the scene. Yeah, um, and I think and they were engaging. They were mostly engaging. The bystanders were mostly engaging with that Asian mm-hmm. police officer who was holding them back. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he was responding to them too, uh, aggress- aggressively at times too to the bystanders. So, I mean, because that's 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 why sometimes when people are like, "Oh, there's good police officers," I feel like there's not. I don't believe in good police officers. Like, I don't because I think. Even the police officers, like, I get the idea that maybe there's ones who are better, who aren't as harmful, but at the end of the day, you're still upholding a system that, across the board, leads to the deaths of black and brown people. They cover for the, they cover for the bad officers. A lot of the, quote, good officers consistently cover for the bad yeah. officers and in I so many about, different ways. And I think about that with a statement from, like, the Police Officers Federation in Minneapolis, basically saying, this is not the time to rush to judgment. Bitch, rush to judgment. We just watched a video of a police officer killing someone. How am I rushing to judgment? I have video proof. I have facts. What are you talking about? Um, and I also even think about the police chief. Like, And this is that other thing of like, in some ways, you know, we talk a lot about blackness and whiteness and, you know, people being eight and different and race. But in terms of police officers, I think ultimately they are blue. I don't care what fucking color. I don't care if they're black, Asian, Latin. Tino, like that officer who who had been uh, who had treated um in Brooklyn or was it Brooklyn um earlier with like quarantine kind of going after that was a Latin Latino officer. This I'm not sure he's not something else, but his, his um the the Minneapolis the Minneapolis police chief his name is Madario Madaria Arredondo. Um, so I'm thinking a Latino officer, but at least he's brown. I can confirm that much. He's a police chief, like. It doesn't matter there because they they're blue. Um, Well, I will say this, like anytime you see like a police officers association or police benevolent association or, you know, the police, those are all police unions and they are trash. Mm -hmm. Like police unions cover for for corrupt and murderous cops consistently. They like no matter what they have to they are constantly on the side mm-hmm. of bad cops. Uh, and are they even unions? Are they just are they They unions? are unions they are technically, unions. but they are they're unions and they're also like advocacy groups for mm. law enforcement and they usually represent these trash cops like in their dealings with you know the police forces in uh when these officers are threatened with termination etc they're constantly covering for corrupt cops no matter what and i think that's their job and yeah i mean but that makes them trash organizations mm-hmm. at the end of the day they're they're terrible like the worst honestly and i think this is one of those moments and i think this is also why like i literally was i actually really was going to watch this video <laughs> and i think there was this moment where as i was reading about it like reading more about the fact that chokeholds are te- are technically um banned in minneapolis i yes. mean let alone he like they were banned in new york too though they were yes, banned in new york that also. part and also knowing that like body cameras were activated like so i'm like irrespective of those people videotape they were still they had body cameras like that shit it doesn't matter it doesn't like and the fact that they just got fired when they should fucking be in jail like why are you even walking around yeah <sighs> well we'll definitely stay with that story hopefully it develops in a way that results in justice for George Floyd. Um, but we do have some justice-oriented news in Florida. Oh, yeah? Florida. Yeah, so a U.S. district judge appointed by Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton? Uh, his name is Robert Hinkle. 
he actually um, he struck down what he calls a poll tax on felons in Florida. Um, so just some background knowledge. In 2018, Florida passed a ballot measure in the midterm cycle where uh, 65% of voters approved of it. It restored voting rights for Floridians with felony convictions after they complete all terms of service, including parole and probation. So uh, 65%, that's pretty much a landslide victory. Um, but then the Republican legislature in 2019 tried to negate the measure, even though people voted for it on a popular referendum and they wanted to, for prisoners to have to pay court costs, fines and fees, uh, before their voting rights could be restored. And so on Sunday, a federal judge struck that, struck that law down that the Republicans passed in 2019 because he said it would disenfranchise recently re-enfranchised Floridians. Um, and determining that the payment plan legally qualified as a poll tax. Now, we know historically poll taxes were used in the South as a way to prevent black people, particularly black men, from voting um, during the Jim Crow days. Uh, so they would make, you know, black men pay these pay sums of money that were beyond the means of most black men. And they wouldn't make white white voters, particularly white men, pay the same poll tax. And so. They use this. They basically he he basically said this is a poll tax, which is illegal, based on um, the Voting Rights Act for one. So, yeah, and this is a white judge too. This is a white man appointed by Bill Clinton. So this just tells you too. Like we all know, Bill Clinton is a problematic figure, of course, in history, right? And yet, having a Democrat as president to appoint these judges, look at this decision. This tells you like no matter what your issue is with a particular Democrat, you know you got to vote blue down the ballot in November, including at the top of the ticket. This is so important. Um, I actually want to note one additional thing. Um, well, first, Robert Hinkle also noted the racial impact of the GOP-led law, noting that one in five felons in Florida is an African-American, so that felons, the felon, po- the black felon population outstrips or um, is overrepresented relative to the percent of black people in Florida. Um, but I kind of want to note a similar case here in Michigan, um, slightly, just slightly similar, um, a federal judge here in Michigan, in the Eastern District of Michigan, where I'm from, Judge Linda Parker, who's actually, uh, someone I know, a family friend of mine, she actually required one of our local, uh, local county jails, the Oakland County Jail, to provide her a list of medically vulnerable inmates so that the court can consider their release, uh, within the coronavirus crisis or as the coronavirus, uh, coronavirus crisis continues in Michigan. So she basically wants humanitarian releases for these prisoners. And the, she made within three business days, the Oakland County courts or Oakland County judge or prisons rather, or I'm sorry, Oakland County jail to furnish her a list of medically vulnerable inmates. so She can decide uh, who to release. And so, um, this was a huge decision also because it just, you know, it's showing at the end of the day that prisoners are human and still have rights mm-hmm. and even ex-convicts uh, and even ex-convicts too. So no. that's a big deal. Yeah. All of that is a big deal. Thank you for that, girl. So that's some all, that's all some good news, honestly, to counter the George Floyd situation in Minneapolis. So, um. So you right. You ready for yeah. me to go back down? <laughs> Bitch, you always bringing it down, ho. You are like a negative Nancy. You know I'm that You are not, that girl. You know, yes, I'm the nihilistic girl, bitch. Yes. Let's talk, look at let's look at the inner world. Let's look at the world burning. Um and this was definitely one of those weekends to look at the world burning as um 
Miss DJT was out there playing golf while at that point over the weekend, almost almost 100,000 people have now died since the coronavirus epidemic has begun. Overall, I think we've had over a million cases, but we've now lost. I think the current figure, let me get the exact number, is uh, 98,606 deaths at this point today when we're recording on Tuesday. Over the weekend, I think it was a little bit lower than that. Um, And here we have our president who continues to think that they have done the best with their response, done a great response, you know, done great work is out there golfing. There was this wonderful, um, well, wonderful but sobering, I guess wonderful to put a light on it, um, but sobering in the way it was depicted, um, New York Times um, cover where they listed the people who, the names of people who had died um, and kind of the way it was with like the background was um, and a cartoon. I think it was a cartoon. Oh, so, Trump so the, the golf actual golf New York Times piece didn't have Trump transposed on it. Yeah. So what oh, happened was, was the the, York- they, like certain meme artists transposed Trump playing golf over, oh. but yeah, the, the New York Times listed a thousand oh. out of out of the close to one hundred thousand deaths in the United States. They listed a thousand people from across the country who died from coronavirus, including their ages yeah. and elements of their life. You know, things that yeah, from there they took took clips from their obituary, and it was powerful. I saw a in person copy. I mean, I, I saw it online, but then I saw an in person copy of it yesterday in the Sunday New York Times, and it was just. It was just overwhelming. So I hope they continue doing that. Maybe every Sunday. I think I think they should. I do. I, honestly, until they get to all all of the deaths, they should. Everyone who's who's passed away. I'm hoping they do honor them in that way. But keep going, Miss Malachi. Yeah. No. I mean, it's just worth. I mean, it's just worth saying that at this point in Obama's presidency, who Trump often mocked for golfing when he should have been working, he had played 98 rounds of golf while Trump has played. Almost what two hundred sixty six days on his golf course. He went down to Virginia to, of course, go to his own golf course. Um, and I just remember so often he would call into Fox News and go on and on about Obama playing golf and Obama doing this. And here you are when we're literally reaching a hundred thousand deaths, and your ass is down there playing golf. And it's just such a, it's just, it's just such the epitome of like this is this is, this is what I mean when Trump is like this is a truly white core. president. This is yeah. what it means when it's a white privilege like the fact that like he they're still able to spin it like there are people who are calling it out and making it clear and of course you know it got to the point where he did you know start tweeting about it and still saying that like oh well you know i'm still doing the best and i'm doing this and i'm on top of this Well, it's just kind of, I mean, obviously, (laughs) in this time of like national tragedy, this is probably the toughest time this country has seen since World War Two. And so it's so crazy because um, President Obama once played golf in 2014 on the same day that he condemned the murder of journalist James Foley by ISIS. Uh, James Foley was a journalist working in the Middle East who was actually I think he was beheaded by ISIS on camera um, and that was shown on YouTube and in 2014 and kind of throughout the world and Obama condemned it. But then I guess he was on his vacation in Martha's Vineyard at the time and played golf the same day and um, and was criticized by Trump, of course, uh, along with many others. Um, And he actually apologized for it, saying, you know, it was a bad idea. I should have anticipated the optics. Mm. That's just not something that as president I am, you know, prone to thinking about as much as I should. And yeah, we see no apology from Trump for playing golf on the weekend where, you know, close to 100,000 people, Americans, Americans have died 
from coronavirus. And so just that dichotomy, it just, it's the epitome of whiteness. Like, that double, that double standard, honestly, because Obama, one journalist, you know, tragically passes away and Obama's castigated. And yet Trump, you know, gets away with playing golf when Americans are still dying from this virus at such heavy rates. And we're about to pass that 100,000 mark. So. And of course, I did find what Trump was saying on Twitter, where he was basically like saying, oh, this is my first time golfing in almost three months. I, and if I waited three years, they would do their usual hit pieces anyway. So it's like, Oh, this is the time to right. go. <laughs> like, like, what are you? You know, doing? honestly, I won one thing. I mean, George W. Bush was trash too. Like, we are not. He wasn't. He was trash. I mean, I, I really cannot Ooh, get, say. Get it, say it, girl. He Let was, it out. What you about to say he, about? You know, because OG there's all this revisionist history saying George W. Bush. We'd we'd love to have him now versus Trump. And in some ways, you know, I understand that because I think George W. Bush would have much better prepared for this pandemic. He was talk. George W. Bush actually talked about a pandemic. And the need for uh, a proactive response in his second term. So especially after Katrina, when he screwed that up, when he really fucked up Katrina. Right. Um, But it's interesting because George W. Bush did stop playing golf after the um, either the Iraq or Afghanistan war. He said the optics of it, you know, for with him in his leisure time playing this game of privilege and leisure while there were men and women off uh, fighting for the U.S. and dying in war was just not something he wanted people to, you know, the Americans to see and people in the military to see. So he stopped playing golf in his presidency. And that's one thing I will give him credit for, because I think, um yeah, I think and obviously Donald Trump is not following that line of thinking at all. So, well, also, you know, there's at, now the majority of these people who have lost their lives, if you look at, you know, it is people of certain age, but yes. there are a lot of black people. There are a lot of brown people who have lost their lives. And LT, they don't care about that. Those, there's not the priority. That's not who this virus is um, proportionally affecting. Yeah, and that is definitely know. true. And I think that's part of the reopening politics, like the conservative and Republican and white reopening, you know, politics and screaming that it's slavery. It's because I think in part because it's a lot of black and brown people who are dying. And white people think it doesn't affect them. So hopefully on that second wave, that changes, though. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully on that second wave, we Shit. see we see we see those reopening girls get, you know, taste some of their own medicine. So mm, let's, that, that let's, would be something. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find we'll out see. sooner than later. Uh, we sure will. We sure will. So this next story kind of speaking of Twitter and also related to Miss DJT um, concerns Miss Lori. Klausutis? Klausutis? Yeah, sure probably Klausutis. So along with tweet, you know, making excuses for why he was golfing, he also decided to do a little conspiracy um, talk, a little conspiracy theorizing, um, and mention the fact that um, this is a young, well, young at the time, she was an intern for Joe Scarborough when he was... Um, what was Joe? Was he? He was a he was a Republican congressman right, from right. Florida, which I never and realized she actually, that. Yeah, he sure was. Before he was, uh, before he was on MSNBC as an anchor, he was he was a Republican congressman from Florida. She actually was a full time staffer, so she wasn't even an intern. I think, I think some of the cases around that time with people, you know, staffers passing away. Uh, get conflated. Yeah, the the case being that she yeah, was murdered, exactly. um, and that's what Trump was bringing up. Um, the fact, the conspiracy theory that Joe Scarborough, who does his MSNB show with um his wife Mika, was responsible for her murder. Um, he has been tweeting about this again and again. Um, and this is originally, I think, I think 
I had tweeted about it, but I didn't, we didn't talk about the show. What prompted Mika last week, who was the co-host um, with her husband, to ask Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, to do something about Trump's account. Well, I think it was was this today or yesterday now i'm getting losing track of my days um i think this actually i don't know all these all these days are the same in quarantine (laughs) well let's just say recently like this week um her husband recently wrote a letter and put it out publicly to jack dorsey and to twitter basically saying that like i this needs his tweets are hurting the memory of my wife, you know, something that, you know, her nieces and nephews, like our family is going to see, this is against your policy. And that's the thing that is always frustrating about Twitter and why I think a lot of social media is like with people in power, with certain people, they do not always apply things evenly. Like it is so clear that there have been Republican members and occasionally, yes, they'll, they'll maybe block a Republican account for a bit or suspend them for a bit, but they've never done that to, to Trump. Um, and it's so clear that these what his behavior is against many of their policies, but particularly tweeting about a conspiracy theory about someone who's died and lost his wife is over the line. And it'll be interesting to see if they do anything about it. Like, what do you think, girl? Do you think they're going to do something about yeah, it? Yeah. So, you know, it's so interesting. I, I, I don't think Twitter is going to do anything <laughs> okay. about it. I okay. Think... I kind of don't think so either because... They haven't. They haven't done anything. They haven't yet. They haven't done anything. He said way worse things. He said way worse, honestly. But you know, I it was so interesting because I um followed this case. I I actually was just I was I actually years ago I was curious about this case, like because I always thought, okay, Joe Joe Scarborough, he was this Republican congressman. He resigned pretty quickly. There was this death of a staffer in one of his offices. And then a few years later, he's on TV as an MSNBC anchor. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I think Joe Scarborough is like a sexy, white, problematic daddy just a little bit. Oh, um, with that, with the salt and pepper hair. More now uh, than he used to be, I would say. Girl, stay on topic. <laughs> but staying on topic. No, I was curious about this two years ago because I used to think, wait, so is this like one of those cases where he was having like an affair with a staffer mm-hmm. and she turned up dead because that's what actually happened with um, a Democratic congressman. I think his name was Gary Condit from um he was a democratic congressman i believe he was from california and chandra levy do you guys remember that you remember that story miss malachi chandra levy uh was a staffer in his dc office who turned up dead and it turned out he was having an affair with her so this story happened not too long after that um this sounds like an episode of scandal girl yeah it kind of does but the thing is with joe scarborough's case to his credit was much much less scandalous because joe scarborough was a Republican congressman from Florida, but he was in Washington, D.C. at the time when this 28-year-old staffer who was in his Florida constituent office, right, she um, passed away and she actually had an undiagnosed heart problem, it turned out. And so she fainted and hit her head on something and that caused her death. And um, the police, the autopsy, even found no evidence of foul play. So and, then where is the conspiracy coming from? And Joe like, Scarborough oh. wasn't even in Florida at the time where this happened. He was in Washington, D.C. at the time. They have records showing that. So what Trump is doing is libel, essentially, against Joe Scarborough, while also defaming the memory of this of this young woman, Lori Klautsadis, uh, Klautsudis. Um and so, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't know the full story of this at the time, but I think what happened was is Joe Scar, the case with 
this young lady got conflated with Chandra Levy's case, who was also found deceased. Uh, um, and the rumor, I think, was that she was pregnant with Gary Condit's um, child, too. So that was that was especially scandalous. But either way, Twitter's not going to do anything about it. Joe Scarborough and Mika, who used to be really complicit with Trump, they used to interview him all the time. Oh, they used yeah. to put him on the show. They, they were friends. Laughing along. But then they turned on him. And, of course, you know, Trump values loyalty more than anything. Of course, he turned on them, and he's bringing up this conspiracy tea. Um, and so I don't, I don't think this is going to stop. I don't. Lovely. I don't. Um, well, do you think that uh, Joe Biden is going to stop saying reckless things about black people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, how's that for a transition? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I think he is going to fuck up some more along the way um so let's set it up let's set it out what did good old uncle joe do on this wonderful overly long uh, interview with charlemagne the god for the breakfast club well okay so <laughs> it was it was kind of a contentious interview uh throughout but it it, it was it it didn't get rough until the end so so what we're talking about is the like, and that's the thing is like we're talking about the you ain't black, like basically Joe Biden saying that if you vote for Trump, you ain't black. And um, I had a friend who was like, "Oh no, you need to watch the whole interview." And I'm like, "Bitch, watching the whole like the snippet hurts itself." Like, okay, I'm gonna watch the whole interview, and I watched it, and it did not help. <laughs> right. Like some of y'all girls be like, "I like, oh, it's it's not like it was a joke. It was like." It being a joke does not mean shit to me. And, like, I get it. I'm a bit of a harsher girl. And I'm sorry that I expect more for these girls who are trying to, you know, get our vote. The whole reason he went on there talking to Charlamagne the God was because he wanted to speak to Black people and was trying right. to show how much he cares about them. Or And also to kind of also to answer some of the criticism that Charlamagne the God, I think, actually rightfully so brought up. Um, which, again, Charlamagne, we got to put in the corner that he has a problematic side. I went a whole little deep dive He's on a him. good interviewer, he's, though. He's a yes, good interviewer. He's he, talked about being abusive to women in the past. He's trashed in some ways. But in this particular case, I think he was doing a really good job of holding Biden to the fire about the, um, oh, shit, it just left, left my mind, um, the crime bill, which, okay, he made a fair case about, oh, the crime bill was on the federal level in the states. It, in some ways, there's, there is correlation that it did not potentially affect as much in terms of the incarceration rates. But still, Joe Biden at that time was doing other putting other initiatives and bills in line that did lead to greater incarceration rates for our community. Um, I didn't think his marijuana answer was great. He was, cause Charlotte may basically say like, so you're against you're for decriminalizing, but not legalizing. Like, why is that? And he was like, well, I'm still waiting for like, I believe in science and facts. And it's like, okay, but then can you commit to letting all the black people that are still in jail right now for marijuana charges out? Um, and it was just an awkward interview. Like it, it went on too long. I think there were times when his aides were trying to like cut it short because I think he had another interview to go to with um his wife, uh, or another uh so another engagement. And I think it just was like him almost like feeling like he wasn't really hitting right. I feel like from the beginning it just felt a little stiff, and, and uh, it it just wasn't it. But it was an unforced error at the end too, because Charlemagne was like, "Oh, okay, we look forward to having you back on and actually coming up to New York when all this is over, and we have, you know, we definitely have some more questions for you about yeah. your black agenda." Which is weird because honestly, Joe Biden's campaign they have a whole black agenda on their website, like they have a whole platform 
with the black agenda. He's got a number of black staffers who have helped craft this. And for some reason, he doesn't even seem to know his own agenda to be able to respond effectively. I think that's the issue. It's like, it doesn't seem like he's able to, um, ex- as I literally can't even express the word that I want to use. Like, he's not able to detail it. He's not able to express it in this setting where this is where it counts. Um, this is where it like- counted. This was that interview that he should have been prepared for and he felt underprepared. And so I think this is a failure on the part of him and his staff, but it was actually an unforced error. That whole, you ain't black. I guess he's, I guess he was kind of making a joke and he, Felt like he'd become too familiar with the black community. So he said, if you, if you got more questions for me, if you, if you, you know, gonna vote for Trump over me, then you ain't black. I mean, Charlemagne did not instigate that. And he because, usually instigates oh no. a lot of things. He, he, he usually instigates didn't. a lot of things with politicians, but he did not instigate that. No. And I actually think from the beginning, there were times when I felt like I thought Charlemagne was holding it together because I think there, there were times, sorry, speaking a little too fast. I felt like there were times where he almost even kind of was taking on a black affectation to his speech like and Charlemagne wasn't was just like oh no i i wanted to add i'm no i don't think that's a great answer about the crime bill can we go into that a little bit more like this did hold hill like hillary did you know hillary did admit that it was wrong like why do you not even admit it was wrong yeah um it's weird it seems like she even she did she had no I would say she had no part in writing that crime bill and seems like she just, I guess, supported it as first lady. Right, right. But it seems like she's taking more heat for that crime bill than Joe Biden, who's one of the authors. It's just sexism. That, that sexism double standard for sure. Sexism. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, no matter like, because I was so frustrated. There's another one of those things that's frustrating me was just seeing how many people were so quick. Like, I get it. You're trying to change the perception. Like, yes, it's a joke. Like, how many people that I really respect were kind of like saying like, oh, well, it's not as bad as our Nazi president, all this and all that. And I'm like, all that is great. But y'all standards are so fucking low. Like, I get it. And I'm not saying it's the end of the world for Joe. But the fact that Trump within an hour has T-shirts on his site with black models with that statement that's not great that's not it it's not great and if you are not able to challenge this man on something like this or to say that actually that wasn't great then how are we getting that progressive policy how are we actually getting those policies that are going to help our black community if we can't even challenge on him on when he makes gaffes like this or when he makes mistakes now i will say this though i do agree with these these girls on one thing like I think we we still need to keep our eyes on the prize. So like, yeah, this yeah, this gaffe, yeah, this unforced sure. error is is not good, and yet we still have you know, of those hundred thousand people or close to hundred thousand people who are dead, it's like there's thirty to forty percent of them are black, and so I think that yeah. that we have black people dying right now in mass numbers, and so I. I would rather focus on that than Joe Biden's you ain't black comments, personally. I don't want to feed into that media narrative that keeps pushing this story as if it's equally bad is Trump's, you know, racial invective and also his racial ineptitude, like, as as it relates to coronavirus and other things, so... Yeah, definitely my thing was not that, like, it is equally bad, but I'm also like, y'all can't act like it wasn't nothing. And I felt like that was, like, like the the girl Fox girls are going to talk about it either way, so let's at least be honest about it. But For sure, um, for sure. And news in, which, and news in which I think is, you know, he was being presidential, is Mr. Biden was walking out with a mask. Isn't that right, girl? Yes, he sure was. He had on a... a- uh, a black mask. Uh, it covered up. Covered all his. It covered most of his face, and he had on his his Ray Ban. They were making sure we're his like, Ray Ban sunglasses, his aviators. There, yeah, we gotta make sure. No, he and he had on his his Ray Ban aviator sunglasses, so like his whole face 
for the most part, was covered. But that's A-OK with me. He was laying a wreath on Memorial Day because Memorial Day honestly is about those who died in service to this country in battle and mm. conflict, mm. in military Amen. conflict. And he was actually doing something that the president should have been doing, but it was instead playing golf or doing whatever bullshit he does tweeting and um and I think now, that moment I, was really presidential and showing and making and also and also showing an example of that wearing a mask is not weakness like wearing a mask mm-hmm. is what we're supposed to be doing for each other so what do you think about that girl what do you think well actually even before that, I I think you actually thought well for me I think yes like I already said I'm mask for mask like yeah we're both mask, mask for mask like, girls. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought that was great and honestly I'm I'm trying not to go off on a long tangent, but I just think there is there is a piece to this masturbate that we haven't even been talking about where I was thinking, kind of came to my mind this weekend about how black people taking masks and thinking about this profiling incidents that we um, happened earlier, that we talked about earlier, where in some ways, black men and then black people can somewhat t- what be more under threat because we're wearing masks because right. we're hiding our features. Right. There was an incident in Walmart where people got kicked out for not wearing masks. Yes. Again, they were in a state where people are already on the fence about masks. So that was just normal racism and problems. But I think there's that's something that will, I think, be continuing to come up as some of these states start reopening. And it's there's like this division between people who wear masks and people who don't and how people already get treated differently. But I... I to see. I think it normalizes it. And I think yeah. that is really what's important. Like I mentioned a couple episodes ago about that study that if people just were wearing this mask, it would cut down so much on the transmission um, because that's the thing is like, even if you don't have the symptoms, if you're asymptomatic, that you can still pass it on to someone right. and, and really affect them. Um, and the I mask think- is about protecting others. Like when you wear a mask, you're preventing your droplets from, you know, being out in the atmosphere and so that helps other people. So I think, you know, we see way lower death rates from coronavirus in South Korea and Japan and even China mm-hmm. where they have heavy mask cultures, mask wearing cultures. And I think Girl, in China where this came from. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think like wearing masks, that is going to make or break us in terms of transmission or death rates in this country, especially as things reopen. It, it really now- is. Now, girl, you thought this was also a poor moment because while when he did finish golfing, Miss DJT, she did do some of her memorial work, you know, her duties as president for Memorial Day. Was she wearing a mask? I'm not sure. Do you, can you remind me? She definitely was not wearing a mask. <laughs> she definitely was not wearing a mask. And I don't even know. Tell me, what did she do for her duties? Because I didn't see. Did she lay a wreath girl, or I do saw, anything along those lines? Did, I mean, you know, they were going to have her do something. Okay, I got she it. Did lay, got I, it. I saw her at a memorial. And I think, I don't remember if it's like a red wreath. Or so she did, was laying something. Okay. Because I, I remember them, because there was that dichotomy of like, here he was out still not wearing a mask and i don't even know i not, can't remember if pence was there with him or not he has but. never worn a mask for a press moment so he he got caught i mean i shouldn't even say got caught so does he, the michigan does michigan not count what, I know what he happened was is he didn't he wore it in a moment where he thought he wasn't being photographed or there was no press and then he took it off oh. before he went to go greet the press so but a girl some girl some sneaky girl caught him with the mask uh, on, because Ford was not playing with him. They said, you are not coming in this sterile facility without That's even a mask. worse. I thought it was the fact that he was like, I have one. I'll show you. I can do it. But no, he's purposely taking it off when he's on camera. Yes. God, I can't stand her. And we saw Miss Mike Pence. She went down to Georgia and ate in a restaurant with that hillbilly governor they have with no mask on. So fuck those girls, like both of them. Oh. 
this Gaia got to catch up. Miss Earth got to catch up. Yes. This isn't right. This isn't right. Um, and this is some breaking news as we record on this Tuesday. But it seems that Twitter has finally, for the first time, uh, it's labeled some of President Trump's tweets as misleading to related to <gasps> voter fraud and mail-in voting. So hopefully this is a trend that we'll continue to see, um, especially as it relates to future misleading tweets or lying tweets by Trump. Um, but also tweets from his past that are lying or misleading. So girl, I just had a question about that. So do you think, how long ago were those tweets that they, um, highlighted? Oh, so I think that the tweets that they, I think they were done within the last week, both of them, Mm. as it relates to mail-in voting. And, you know, he's going around talking about it's going to be a rigged election if we have mail-in voting because he's trying to reduce voter turnout. That's the only way that Republicans win is with reduced voting and lower voter turnout. So he's scared about black and brown and young people coming out to vote or mm-hmm. voting by mail. Yeah. That's that's what he's scared of. So so I mean, you said we 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 both kind of said earlier that we don't think anything meaningful is going to come of um, the letter that um, Mr. Um, what is his name, Mr. Klaus Klaus Oh God, that name wrote. Uh, but do you think now maybe maybe this is maybe something's going to because social media is so valuable. Like I think I would. I keep hoping that they've learned something from what happened in 2016, but so far they're not showing. Well, Facebook, she's not. She ain't learned nothing. She's done. Yeah, but... nothing. She's done. <laughs> Face- Facebook is trash. She's they trash. Really are. She's, she yeah. doesn't care. Uh, and we talked about quite a bit about how we think some Republicans are in his back pocket. Um, but, but what maybe there's Miss still... Miss Jack Dorsey. She kind of straddles the fence. Like she does. one minute she she's does. like she's like with the Republican girls, and then another minute she's like on the side of justice. So we you just know what don't, I think she cares. I think she cares in a way that I don't think Zucks does. I don't think Mark yeah. Mark cares. Mark Zucks cares in the same way. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> I would agree with that. I would agree with that. That's definitely um, one to watch. Um, So with that, we actually, um, we're skipping our Enlightened Judy session for this week. And we're actually going to come back next week with a bunch more listener mail as well. Um, Partly, we just, you know, had some news that we just had to, a lot of news we had to handle. And, you know, that holiday, that long weekend really took it out of us. Um, It sure did, girl. (laughs) It did. uh, Which, speaking of the holiday weekend, I completely forgot to say at the top of the show, but... Happy birthday, Miss Devereaux. Thank you, girl. <laughs> Thank you. I Yeah, I did celebrate my birthday over the weekend. Um, and it was a blessing. And so, <laughs> girl, yeah, it was a little bit of drama. It was a little no, bit of drama around there. <laughs> so, a little bit of quarantine drama, but, you know, that's neither here no. nor there. I'm just abundantly blessed and i will i would just say that much right what's quarantine without a little bit of drama amen (laughs) Um, amen but i do want to bring attention to the beautiful cakes that you had and you had a chocolate one and i think a banana pudding yes i hired yeah i had i hired this black baker and cake artist Mm. to do two birthday cakes for me she did a phenomenal job she did a banana uh, a banana pudding cheesecake and a chocolate Mm. cake uh, that was covered with Oreos. It was 
They were both fantastic. And the banana pudding had Nilla wafers on the top. Like that, Nilla wafers is always my favorite childhood cookie. Oh, that just. Oh, me too. Yeah. I love them. Um, do I you do. do you know? Do you want to shout her out? Like, does she have an Instagram or email or, or just a website? You know, I'll definitely for our next episode, I'll okay. get you that information. We could also like her, we could also put it in, uh, We could also put it in the show notes too. Um, but she's based in Detroit, which is where I live. She's based in Detroit, and she's phenomenal. And you got, got to support those black businesses, especially during this time. It's important. That's right. we got to support the black owned businesses and i just want to you know do a thought and prayer for you girls i want to bless you girls today also um and so in my prayer what i'm asking is for that you girls really take care of yourselves especially as we're about to hit the second wave of second wave of coronavirus i saw the way the girls were acting this weekend on memorial day weekend um even i'm not gonna lie even people in my own family and social network so we're acting out a little bit and um and so girls y'all gotta get ready for the second wave y'all gotta take your vitamin d starting now me and miss tyler perry we've been sharing the news with you all that (laughs) vitamin d might be linked to higher rates of death among Mm. people of color for coronavirus so y'all gotta start taking that vitamin d asap Got to get your exercise in that increases uh, an antioxidant called ECSOD, which they said prevents, um, which actually research has shown prevents um, something called ARDS, acute respiratory distress syndrome, which is what a lot of people who have COVID and advance to a severe COVID disease, which they actually die from. It's a form of respiratory disease. So exercise helps to prevent that. So got to get your exercise at least five times a week. Um, another little trick I'm telling girls is to gargle with mouthwash at night and gargle deep. A lot of y'all girls know how to deep throat. Go deep. So you know how to go deep. <laughs> a lot of y'all girls already know about going deep. And so gargle deep with mouthwash at night before bed. What that is supposedly doing, according to a pulmonologist who was on featured on CNN, is it's getting rid of the virus in your lower throat so that it doesn't aspirate to your lungs at night. It's common that saliva in our throat does aspirate to our lungs at night, especially as we get older. So gargle with mouthwash at night. Wash your face to reduce the viral load around your face at night, um, around your nose and mouth, especially. Wear your mask um, and, and get outside. Get outside a little bit and get some natural vitamin D, but make sure that you are wearing your mask. Um, or if you're jogging or whatnot, that you're social distancing, even if you're not wearing a mask. And all those things are important. Um, I want to pray for all you girls and I want to, um, that you're all going to be safe and well as we go through, you know, the pandemic is still happening on and I want to bless you girls with this information. So that was all I had to say. Oh, thank you for that girl. Amen. Um, just remember who that pandemic is affecting most. Okay. Right. Um, Okay. Okay. So I felt like I was reading a pamphlet right there. Oh, that was a word girl. Thank you for that. Uh, Girl, I try. I try, ho. <laughs> you succeed, honey. You succeed. Uh, so I think that's our show. Uh, I did want to say before we go, that since we are going to be doing uh, emails, uh, be a bit more email focused next week. Hopefully there's not another week of crazy news that you can uh, send us an email to ask, A-S-K-T-H-E-M, ask them at twosavequeens.com. You can also leave us a message at 323 438 
Um, with that, um, you can also continue to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where you can see more of Miss Devereaux's tips to survive the corona <laughs> advice at Two Save Queens. Um, please make sure to like, share, and subscribe. We're now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and actually, I just found out today we're on iHeartRadio now. Amen. Um, so, Praise you know, God. We get out there. We out there. We sure are. So, Amen. <laughs> please rate us, review us, um, help us with those metrics and analytics, um, aka that's how we get popular. So, with that, we will see y'all next week. Stay safe, stay blessed, stay um, saved. Do you have anything, a final word to leave the children with, Miss Devereaux? No, girl. Just see y'all bitches later. Talk to y'all later. Talk to y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye.